Hi, this is Ross Payton, just reminding you that the Night Clerk Backer Kit campaign is still going on. We've reached our main goal, but we have stretch goals, conversion guides for specific RPG systems, and at $9,000, all backers receive a novella, The Left Angle Hotel by Laura Limehouse of Technical Difficulties Podcast. Jack Garcia and Calvin Ridge would much rather be lost in a good book than this hotel. Although, considering how little the hotel accords with reality, maybe the books in here aren't better. Join Jack and Calvin as they battle with the night clerk while trying to escape the Left Angle Hotel. Enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Russ Payton with Rule Blame Public Radio. This RPP actual play. This is Planet Fist, a uh, total conversion rules hack for Fist. Uh, the uh, an RPG we've done several times, and but I am not running this game. In fact, it is Jess, Jess online, uh, <laughs> as uh, she is known on Twitter. Um, and the scenario is tentatively called Cap and Grab at Positronics, but it may change. We'll find out. But Jess, please introduce yourself to the RPPR audience. Hi, uh, I'm Jess Levine, otherwise known as Jess from Online. You can find me that way uh, in a few different places. Uh, I am the creator of this hack, Planet Fist. Uh, I'm also the creator of I Have the High Ground and Going Rogue 2E, which uh, actually just won the Crit Award for Best GMless Game of the Year, which was very exciting. Um, so yeah, I've been around. A uh, fun fact about Going Rogue, we actually played that on RPPR. Bridget Fay and I uh, played yeah, Going yeah. Rogue Overexposed. Uh, that was a that is genuinely one of my favorite recorded games uh, of I, Going Rogue. God, yeah, what a blast from the past. I remember that one. That was such an emotional ending on that one. It was heartbreaking. I I go back and listen to that episode every time I'm preparing to do another Going Rogue podcast because I think it does it so perfectly that that is my prep for recording new episodes of Going Rogue. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, today we are playing something totally different. Very, very <laughs> tonally different. Um, so Fist, as Ross said, some people might be familiar with it. It's a sort of like... Uh, Cold War, Supernatural, like Metal Gear in the A-Team uh, style game. This takes Fist's mechanics, um, and it still has a lot of the like high fragility and comedy that Fist has, but puts it in a very different setting. Uh, I describe Planet Fist as a powered by the apocalypse narrative war game, uh, which are uh, hello words to throw together, uh, of satirical <laughs> sci-fi skirmish storytelling. Um, we'll get into this a little bit in the process of play, because there's some things that sort of summarize what type of game Planet Fist is. Um, but the short version of it is think Starship Troopers for the satirical, goofy, sci-fi tone. Um, and then think Planet Side 2. If you're familiar with it, if you're a listener who's like, yeah, I've played that game, you're going to recognize a lot. This is a Planet Side 2 inspired hack uh, of Fist. When I say hack, it's 135 pages. So like it's a it's a pretty meaty total conversion of this game. And it's going to introduce some new rule sets uh, beyond what you would see in normal fist. We've got like a whole respawn system, a vehicle system, some like completely breaking out traits into multiple different categories. But again, all of that, you'll see that in character creation. You'll see that in play. Uh, the main point is this. We are all on the isolated planet of Sixora, a distant, faraway planet that has been taken over by three empires, the Corporate Libertarian New Committee, the Fascist Tyrat Council, and the Techno-Supremacist Velian Ascendancy. All of these factions are warring pretty much forever 
for control of this planet, an unwinnable, unending war. How do they survive, uh, sustain? How do they sustain this endless war? Cloning. Nanocloning. Every one of our soldiers is going to be assembled entirely from nanobots, or as they're called in this universe, nanos. We can kill and die as many times as is necessary uh, to sustain the war effort until someone, you know, wins, which I'm certain will happen any time now. <laughs> the empires have done away with medical care, reproduction, death, no need for children, parents, homes, funerals, hospitals. There is only work. There is only war. Uh, and that's the setting we'll be playing in. I'll sort of let the rest of it get introduced through character creation, if that sounds good to everyone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, then we will hop right in. Uh, I'll have everybody following along in the book, my call out page numbers. Oh, it is important to say, we're going to be playing the jam version of this game. So Fist Ultra released recently, uh, which is the game by Claymore. Um, and Fist Ultra had a jam where you could make things like supplements and hacks and so on. This is a submission to the jam. But then on September 1st, which will likely have passed by the time you're hearing this, I am releasing an expanded post-jam edition that will go on sale September 1st. Um, this is somewhat of a playtest. This is a playtest of the jam edition that will inform the post-jam edition. Uh, and so you might hear things that are a little different uh, than it would be if you pick up this game when you're listening to this. Uh, but yeah, it's also fun to get to see the development process, or at least I hope it is for you. Um, so, uh, I'm going to have everybody on page, uh, actually page six. We're going to have everybody start on page six, which is the principles of play. Because if this is your first time playing Planet Fist, I strongly advise slash instruct, uh, that you read the principles of play are allowed. This is a strange game in certain ways. Uh, and I think it really helps everyone get on the same page about what we're trying to do here and how to play it differently than you would other similar games or other games you might group with it. Um, we're going to each take, well, of the four players, three of the four of you will take these principles. Um, so, Ross, do you want to start us off by reading Death is Life on page six? Don't fear death, soldier. Pain is temporary. War is forever. If you play Planet Fist trying painstakingly to stay alive, you're missing out on part of what makes it unique. This isn't to say you should be you should carelessly throw your life away. Sometimes the nearest reassembly point is a bit too far and it's worth taking a moment to recharge your shields. But other times there's nothing better than there's nothing better you could do than to die on the sink point and trust that friendly medic will toss a revive grenade your way. Remember, on Sixara, death is only the beginning and the panther is hopefully just over that ridge. Thank you, Ross, for that spirited read. <laughs> um, okay, Bridget, can you give me shootouts or stories? Planet Fist is a combat-heavy game, but that doesn't mean it's just a turn-based combat war game with some world-building and slut-dressing. Consider how your characters' actions in battle express their personality and their relationships. For Sixoran soldiers, neither sleep nor the long, true death ever come to relieve them. They live on the battlefield, and as such must learn to make a life out of it. Chat. Hang out. Make someone laugh. Prove yourself. Care about people. And get revenge. Find out whose aid you come to when you can't help everyone. Show your crush that no one can operate a jetpack like you. Pass a joint back and forth with your best friend. 
while you hold the sink point, swapping <laughs> jokes and waiting for that inevitable enemy charge. Live life as fully as you can manage. Just do it with a gun in your hand. I'm going to want to clip this and just like send it out with the final game. These are incredible <laughs> line rates. Um, speaking of, Faye, can you give me fiction first? Yes. Fiction first. Don't let the rules fool you. The story precedes them. As a player, try not to look at a combat turn as a movement and an attack. Instead, tell your referee what you think your character would try to do in the scenario, and they'll help you determine what exact combination of actions and roles best capture that intent. The rules are here to ensure your game is balanced, consistent, and predictable enough for you to have fun. But... You're not playing a video game with a comprehensive list of preset actions. If you want to do that, just go play Planetside 2 or XCOM. Express the fullest extent of what your character would want, and the referee will work with you to fit it into the game's mechanics. You miss 100% of the trick shots you don't take. Thank you all. And so, yeah, in sum, remember, you can throw your character into the meat grinder. They die. They're back next turn. We are going to spend a lot of time in combat, but that doesn't mean time not spent role-playing. This is time for your character to express themselves. It is explicitly instructed that 10-second rounds can be a really long 10 seconds if you want to have a conversation. That takes precedence. Time is uh, adjustable. Uh, and fiction first. Uh, if you have something you want your character to do, regardless of whether it's something in the book, let me know. I'll try and work with you to make it work. Uh, that's the game we're playing. Next, we're going to all hop back down to creation on page 16. Um, and the first thing we do is set lines and veils. Lines are subjects we don't want mentioned in the game at all. Veils are topics that are authorized to exist in the background of the story, but shouldn't appear on camera. If Command reviewed the mission recordings from your ocular implant, they wouldn't see them. We've already discussed a little bit about some lines and veils that we want to have in place, um, but there's one that I did want to leave the discussion to uh, until we were on the podcast. Uh, because every one of my playtesters has had a question about how this game handles gore. If we're dying all the time, what does that look like? Usually what I use as a touchstone for people is Team Fortress 2 or Quake style like gibbing, but bloodless. And so like, you get hit with a rocket launcher and your body explodes into four different pieces, but those are all wireframe chunks that like roll along the ground and then de-res, as we'll learn that soldiers do, they dissolve into nanites, just like a cloud of spent uh, nanodust. Um, as soldiers do. <laughs> as soldiers do. Um, do you all want to play with like that style of like level and style of gore? We could play with less and like really not focus on, I won't do narration that focuses on what happens to a person who has been shot or died. Or we can also go with more if you really want. Like we can have some bloody explosions here. Uh, what is, you the know, I'll, I'll leave it, I'll leave it in your hands. I will say typically I love gore, like Cronenberg says, yes. the new sex, but like, <laughs> it's the times of the future in this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll leave it in your hands. I think, you know, design intent is, uh, would be the best way to experience the game first. It's really, in many ways, that's a, that's a design intent that is a safety tool for what I expect the average group to want. If this game wants gore, then uh, people listening know that that's the version of this game you're going to be getting here. But I am happy to, to do it that way. That's like, Fist itself is often kind of splatterpunk. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it is totally fitting, and it I can fit nanos and gore together. It is in no way uh, antithetical to each other. It just offers a convenient way to take that out of the game if people don't want it, mm-hmm. uh, which was true of many of my playtesters. But yeah, let's uh, have some blood. Um, I, I, I want to have a heartfelt conversation covered in the gore of my friends and enemies. And, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood is Over. important. Blood, yeah. viscera, it's all part of life, baby. It's how you know who the protagonist is. It's a, it's a people covered yeah. in blood, yeah. yeah that's such an grow. image. Yeah. Yeah. That's an image I haven't gotten to get because I haven't played with a lot of that, but I love the concept of, like, these people are so desensitized to death that, like, they will fully just, like, be discussing the weather, like, covered head to toe in blood. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, great. The next thing we're going to do is select a faction and a faction trait. Um, and so in, uh, the beginning of the game, uh, up near page five, I'm probably going to reorganize this a little bit. There are three factions that I mentioned. Um, there is the new committee who I summarize as freedom through profit. There's the Tyrat council whose tagline is peace through war. And finally, (laughs) the Velian ascendancy. Humanity through technology. Nerds. Um, For each of these, um, we are going to um, read just the bolded description. Uh, There's a whole history of who these are and what these uh, empires do, but just a little bit about what is it they tell their soldiers? What is it they promise their soldiers? Um, And so starting with Thaddeus, uh, let's go ahead and have you read the new committee's little bold text at the end. All right. Guided by the optically cloaked hand of the free market, the new committee envisions a world in which you have the liberty to spend your constant, ever-waking hours killing for any of the six arms manufacturers you prefer. Thank you so much. Um, And then, Ross, we'll circle back around to you. Can you give me the Tyrat Council's bold text? Oh, no. The Tyrat Council promises that its clone soldiers that if they fight long enough one day, they'll return home to a family they've never had in a nation they've never lived in and encourage you to ignore the fact that the arms-focused industrial base they seize from the six requires constant war if the Tyrat are to maintain a functioning economy. Thank you. To be clear, the six, those are the corporations that ruled uh, Sixora. Uh, until the Tyrat rebelled uh, in a, like, revanchist uh, coup to reestablish a, a idea of tradition that never really existed. You know, that whole political... Return with a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but the six are what would become the new committee. They have joined together uh, to be the corporate forces uh, on their own uh, polity. And finally, the Velian Ascendancy. Let's go back to Bridget for that one. The Ascendancy promises its soldiers that if they completely surrender bodily autonomy and submit to at-will VA gene mods, they'll overcome the drudgery of six to the drudgery of six or in work life and reach their full potential as humans. If all the innovations and augmentations seem to primarily increase combat effectiveness, that's a coincidence, and you shouldn't concern yourself with higher level <laughs> thinking. Leave that to the scientists at VA Command. Thank you. So we've got our three factions. We've got the the corpos. We've got the the, the fashion. We've got the uh, scientist rebellion that are actually about like turning you into cyborg uh, killing machines. None of these are the good guys. And one of the things yeah. I say up top in uh, the statement of intent is 
if you think any of thing, these things are good, if you want to, like, adopt these aesthetics in, like, a pro-faction way, don't play my game. This isn't for you. Uh, this is about what it means to be a little guy tasked to fight for this horrible thing, trapped. Like, literally, they can stop cloning you at any time, and you have been built for this express purpose. What is it to live in this cyclical hell? Uh, and make something out of it. Again, very Starship Troopers, but sadly plenty of people have misinterpreted Starship Troopers uh, as a uh, uh, pro-fash film. So I'm just making that interpretation really clear here. If you want to make a different one, close the document if you're looking at it. (laughs) Um, So those are our faction options. We are going to go down to faction traits. That's going to be on page uh, 25. Um, And we get options. This is the first thing you're going to choose for your character. Your faction has given you something unique. Each of you will get to choose your own faction trait. um, And that's going to give you a little uh, power for your character. For those who have seen Fist, there are just traits. This game, Planet Fist, has different types of traits. Depending on which, which of those three factions you all choose to be attached to, you'll get to select from a different six traits, which you can either choose or roll randomly. Um, For the new committee, it's all, they have a lot of money and they can throw money at the problem. Think, uh, uh, Valve, uh, Portal. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Black Science. Mesa. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, I was thinking Aperture Science, just sort of like throw more, more things at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll all tend to modify your items, uh, to make them do something more. Uh, if we go with the Tyrat Council, um, you are expected to abide by a certain code of brutality, like destruction, <laughs> mercilessness, overkill, relentlessness, retribution, or vengeance. And if you complete a particular mission, you get a war die, which is a fist mechanic that allows you to take an extra action or to add to your or a friend's role. So if you abide by this code and inspire your fellow soldiers by being absolutely brutal, uh, you get an extra war die. Plus, you get to call in reinforcements using Wardai, which no one else can do. All of um, the Tyrat Council ones look like things that the Quake announcer would say after you do them. They absolutely <laughs> do. There's a bit of Quake DNA here. Retribution. Um, again, I'm clipping these and sending them out with the game. They're great. Um, finally, if you select the Valiant Ascendancy, these are your classic like cyberpunk body mods. Uh, but all of them come with a bigger bonus than most other factions will give you and a negative uh, because the VA does not care the side effects that it has on your life. Uh, they want to mod your body uh, for a very particular purpose. Um, don't need to worry about anything else. So is any of these three uh, interesting you all the most? Do you want to be Tyrat, VA, NC, anything? I like the nerd ones because I'm a cyberpunk trash. (laughs) The VA calls out to me just because I've got, I, I, you know, had a flash of an idea for a character. So that's what I'm leaning towards. I never asked for this. Yeah, 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 no, VA, yeah, yeah. You quite literally never did ask for it. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go with VA and you have six options. You can either choose... Or you can roll them randomly with a d6. Mm. Everything in this game is done with d6s pretty much. Um, So everybody roll it up or make a quick choice if you can. Um, Mm. And when you have it, you are welcome to just shout it out. Metallo skin. Oh, knuckle waves all day. Like, give me me them blades. 
I got I got the assembly pattern. Got them subdermal metal plates. It's pretty yes. good. You got the you got the um, plates under you to give you damage reduction, but you're less precise. Uh, Thaddeus, you've got the Wolverine claws that also hurt you every time you take them out. Um, hurt so good. <laughs> anybody else? Babe, uh, you babe, can have you the same for? ones if you want. Um. Hmm. Bay, how about you? Do you have like... an idea, or do you want to roll it? Uh, I'm leaning towards mech hands or ocular scanning suite. Both I'll take great. mech hands if you want ocular scanning suite. Yeah. Great. Okay, so one of you has a pair of specialized hands that's really good at manipulating the gear they give you and really bad at everything else. Um, oh, shit, it- I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a few things inconvenient. Uh, I mean, that tech that depends. Are your com- do your comrades count as gear produced by the company? That's a fair <laughs> point. I might have All to right. make a ruling in a game like this. I'll take mech hands. I'll take mech hands since since you don't want it because that 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 still yeah. works with what I'm going for. I'll take ocular scanning suite. I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. I think I have an idea. It's a terrible idea. I think we'll all enjoy it together. <laughs> Great! <laughs> Yay! You can de- detect enemy stats. You can find all their deployables, see through smoke and cloaking. Uh, you're really bad at... Uh, it, it's very distracting. You can't turn those readouts off. It's constantly feeding you all that information. So you take distraction penalties on other tactical rolls. Perfect. Um, in a game, in Fist, there are four attributes, and you roll them. Fist is powered by the Apocalypse, which is a um, system or a... It is based on Apocalypse world um which is a ttrpg from quite a while ago by now um in general you're going to roll a set of 2d6 and add or subtract a bonus from a set of attributes uh and in this case you have four attributes which are grit precision etiquette and tactics um and we'll break down what falls into each of those category as we play um so everyone's got their faction trait you can go ahead and select that on your character sheet if you have not uh, if you're following along at home, there are spreadsheets. There's a, sp- a spreadsheet template made by Seda, who is the design consultant and editor of this game, as well as the maker of this really fantastic spreadsheet that automatically calculates all of your stats and updates your inventory and all of those things as you select your traits. Uh, so if you're going to try playing, highly recommend, click the link in the book, make a copy of that spreadsheet. It's really useful. Um, Next up, so we've got our faction trait. Uh, and after that, we select our character traits. These are going to be really defining personality things for your character. The list of character traits starts on page 29, uh, and there are 12 of them. If you want to roll your character traits randomly, which can be very fun for getting inspiration, um, the first die will just count as even or odd, and that'll be the E you see in the book, or the O, Mm. and the second die will be a number. So it's a 12 table that you roll with two D6s. Um... So people who are rolling, you can give me them immediately and I'll, I'll give a quick sum. Uh, and then those who are choosing, you can use that time. Mm-hmm. I know which one I'm odd, picking. Odd two. Oh, and to be clear, you get two of them. Okay. I have lagging as my first one. Uh-huh. I occasionally uh-huh. flicker in and out of existence. 
experience of you're repeatedly teleporting a few centimeters each second rather than moving. <laughs> I love My it. My so squad much. has gotten used to it. Everyone finds it strange and annoying. You may activate this effect once per combat, lasting up to two combat rounds. When doing this, you cannot be dealt damage, nor can you successfully deal damage. Don't worry, guys. I'll I'll uh, activate the machine. I can still do God that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, favorite traits. I'm so glad you landed on that one. Um, yeah, I rolled it I'm, randomly too. Yeah. I'm going with um, a an excellent combination. You know, there's the age old argument: is it better to be loved or feared? <laughs> yeah, I would like to be an experiment of what if you had both. That's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Yeah, everyone on your faction loves uh, you, and everyone on the enemy faction is afraid of you. There's nothing in those traits <laughs> that makes them uh, uh, incompatible with each other. That's amazing. Let's see here. Uh, I got connected as my second trait. I don't know the anonymous officers better than the other soldier, but someone has to bring them coffee, and you happen to know that someone. It, it pays to have friends in high places, so yeah, I can. Uh, looks like I can call in favors. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. every faction has a command, NC command, Tyrak command, etc., and they are anonymous people you never talk to that give you all of your orders indirectly through uh, people with no power. Um, and you know someone who brings them coffee, and they are willing to leak you information once per session. Uh, and so you can read the mechanics of that, just so you know it's there. These character traits are also giving them bonuses and penalties to attributes, and maybe a little special bonus to certain types of roles. Uh, so that gives you an etiquette and a tactics, uh, but it gets rid of some of your grit, uh, and you get an extra war die every session. Ooh. Uh, I think I'm going to then... pull first and last, uh, 1v1 and uh, veteran. Nice. 1v1. I am going to read that one real quick. I'm not going to read all of them, but it feels as if some mysterious hand that guides this universe wants you to get the opportunity to prove your skill. Once per session, name an enemy that you have met before or can currently detect. The referee explains how you get the opportunity to fight them one-on-one. You just get to sort of revise reality to be like, actually, we're going to have a little one-on-one duel. I know that motherfucker. Exactly. Gives you grit and precision. It subtracts your tactics for obvious reasons. Um, and uh, you get plus two damage versus a single enemy with no squad mates or NPCs in line of sight. So if you got someone on their own, you deal more damage. Uh, and then you're also a veteran, which allows you to basically predict enemy movements and locations uh, once per session, because you know every speck of dirt in this uh, goddamn planet. Uh, you've mm-hmm. been there, you've fought there, you've done it a million times, you've died a million times. Um, Faye? I've got... Uh, let me just double check really quick. I've got 1v1 and augmented synthesis project. Cool. So 1v1 we know, and you can repeat traits. Augmented synthesis project. So this is an exclusive uh, program where you have been like, you have upgraded nanos that other people don't have, um, which allows you to take the items from a second class trait. So a class trait is a thing we haven't exactly talked about. That is going to define the basic things that you can do it's uh will determine what weapon and item you are carrying and give you like one skill that you can use very frequently um so this might be jet trooper which allows you to jetpack around and gives you c4 that you can drop on things or it might be medic the most powerful class in planet fist probably because it lets you revive dead allies someone can be dead on the ground and instead of reassembling nearby you can just uh touch them and put their nanites back together, and they get right back up. Um, 
augmented synthesis project means that you get your items from your main class trait and you can get the items from a different class trait as well. So if you want to have a jetpack and a sniper rifle, you can do that and no one else can. Um, the other thing is you could change class traits. You're being rebuilt, soldier. Why not equip you with the right items, the right things that match, the right body to match your current task? And so you can change that combination anytime you die and reassemble. Um, finally, Bridget, I think you need... No, no, you did Loved and Feared. Ross, you need one more, right? Because you had lagging. Uh, lagging oh, and connected. connected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're good. Everybody's good. We got two. Yeah. Um, cool. So moving on. Uh, everyone's going to select a role, which you'll find right past uh, the list of character traits. Roles are on page 32. Again, there's 12 of them. You can uh, roll it randomly, or you can select. The first six are like things that you do in combat. You will describe something to tell us a story about your character's past, and then you will advance at the end of the session. This is the level up, essentially, if you complete a certain goal. So the combat rules... It's going to be a combat like thing, like, do you revive enough? Do you pick up loot? Do you get enough kills? Or a social role, which is where you, like, do something that is, again, more social uh, to advance. Mm-hmm. Ross, do you got something? Uh, yeah, Rebel. Uh, so, I, yeah, I like this advance. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I like to rebel against society and contrivances. So describe a time I enraged a superior officer. Uh, so do I do that now? We will do uh, that a little bit later in character okay. creation. Pretty soon. All right, yeah. Yeah. And I and advance uh, if I follow the letter of the law while violating the spirit of it. So, yeah. Sense. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Bridget? Um, I think I want to take yell chat. Yes. Perfect. Um, you can read that one aloud. Or read your advance. We'll come back to the describe during the describe. Advance if you taunt at least one enemy soldier in every combat. Perfect. Um, okay, Faye? I think I'm going to go with KDR, which is yes. combat role. Uh, and I cannot choose the medic or engineer class trait. I don't really think it's an advance. Or, uh, oh, there is. Uh, the second sentence there. Track your kills and D-res is an advance if you got more than uh, more of the former than the latter. There we go. Yes, so if you kill more than you are killed... Uh, you, you get that good kill-death ratio, um, then you will advance, and you can't be support classes, because uh, you're that kind of jerk. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, this is a game where that asshole is a compliment, um, so if I talk about your character that way, it is uh, that asshole positive, uh, complimentary, uh, in parentheses. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Thaddeus. I'm going with Warrior Poet. Oh, yes, good, good. Um, read the advance. Uh, the advance is advance if you made a relevant quote from your favorite poetry, <laughs> fictional or real, during or immediately following combat. Warrior poet playtests have been some of my favorites. Someone wrote an <laughs> acrostic oh, poem. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I knew I was going to pick this when I first opened the document and read it. Like, this was one I was like, oh, no, that, that's it. <laughs> Um, Caleb, who is the uh, creator of Triangle Agency, if you're familiar with that game, mm. uh, did a character who um, was inspired by a poet from the New Committee. The New Committee likes motivational posters, so they oh, wrote God. an acrostic poem uh, based on Hang In There, and then was quoting pieces of that acrostic poem that they had not told us they'd written all throughout the session. Um, it was incredible. Uh, so we've all got our roles. 
um, which means the next thing we do is assign officers. This is pretty important. Like we, we've got the squad together and now we need officers. So we're going to sort the squad by our tactical bonuses, um, which are calculated from your traits. We got one tactical on Ross, negative one on Bridget, negative one on Faye, and uh, zero on Thaddeus. So it'll go Ross, Thaddeus, and then Bridget and Faye. Do you have a preference on what order you go in for picking whether or not you're an officer? Uh, no, not for me. Cool. I've been doing Bridget first, just in a little go-round order, so we'll have Bridget go first. Um, we've got a chain of command table because we are a squad of four. We will have a squad leader and a tactical officer. Um, if you're the squad leader, you're in charge of these assholes for better and worse. You might like it. You might hate it. You might like it too much. Regardless, when the CO calls, they call you. It's not all bad though. Friendly soldiers of a lesser rank follow your orders unless they choke. Once per session, you can reroll an etiquette roll. If you're the TAC officer, the life of a TAC officer is simple. You offer a plan and hope to hell your squad leader listens. If you're lucky or unlucky, they might even consult your presumed expertise. Once a roll, you can reroll a tack roll. Everybody else is going to be enlisted. Lucky you, command is only asking you to die, not to think. Once per session, you can reroll a grit roll. So we're going to go down and you will have the choice of selecting squad leader, uh, a, the highest officer assignment on the chain of command. So at first it'll be squad leader. Then if that gets taken, tactical officer. Um, and if we get to the end, and not all of them are selected, we enter field promotion. This is no, where people no. get promoted because, well, we need an officer. You'll roll a D6. If it's evened, you get to choose whether you're an officer or not. If it's odds, suck it up, soldier. You're an officer now. Um, so, starting with Ross, do you want to be squad leader? Uh, sure, it makes sense. I'm I'm the connected one, right? So You are yeah. connected. You also do have rebel is my only thing. Yeah. <laughs> you might be... Uh, a reluctant uh, officer who's also a rebel and like was forced into that role, or maybe oh, yeah. just trying to rebel against higher command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just an yeah. I'm just a contrarian. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do squad leader. Great. Uh, so you yeah. can. Uh, oh, let's see. Squad leader. You can put that under. Did we actually not add that to the spreadsheet after I threw that in? La- no assignment. There we go. Yes, officer assignment. So you can see oh. that on the spreadsheet under assignment. Um. <laughs> And then uh, we go to oh, Thaddeus. Is, yeah. Thaddeus, do you want to be tactical officer? Oh, Jesus, no. Uh, I'm just a Absolutely. grunt. That's all I've well, ever been. <laughs> we know that you're not tactical officer. We'll find out if you're a grunt. Depends on if we have someone else volunteer or we end up in field promotion. And you. Get oh, no, I know. It's just if I end up as tac officer, I will be upset about it, like in character. <laughs> Great. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so let's go with Bridget. Do you want to be tactical officer? Um, does anybody have any... I don't mind being tactical officer. Go ahead. I think it's great because I have negative one tactics. So I think that being the tactics officer makes sense. I cannot wait to hear how you ended up in that role. So yes, Bridget is our tactical officer, which means we finish officer assignment. We do not have to go in field promotion. No, no brevetting has to happen here. Um, Now that we have, uh, officer uh, assignments we get to go to my most indulgent mechanic for myself in this game this this was a jam entry and i told myself i get to be as indulgent as i want uh which is where we get to assign ranks um and these are completely aesthetic entirely there is a complicated dice pool uh mechanic to uh calculate your ranks if you don't want to choose them uh so we will we will go into that now um starting with 
our CO. So we're going to have a commanding officer who runs the squad. We'll, we'll fill that out or who is in charge of the platoon your squad is in. Uh, and we'll fill out that NPC a bit later. But for now, we're just going to choose their rank. I'm going to do that by rolling a D6 and then consulting this 18 uh, item list of ranks. So that will be a general. Our CO will be a general. Now, this dice pool, because it was, it has the one in it, but it is less than four, so it goes to four. Now, my squad leader either chooses some, you can either choose or roll a d6. As in, you may either roll it or choose the result that you want. You will add it to the existing pool, which is currently four, um, mm -hmm. and you will get that rank on the officer ranks. So you'll get something two through seven. Do you want to okay. see anything you see on two through seven, or do you just want to roll it? Oh, definitely roll. Uh, Go for it. Uh, let's see. I got another four, so I guess that would make make it eight. Uh, no, yeah, yes, yes, it would make it eight. Okay. Um, so you are a captain. Um, <laughs> now we have two fours in the pool. We don't have to change anything because they're both four or higher. Um, which means it is Bridget. Do you want to choose anything from second lieutenant to two, three, four, five, six, first sergeant, or do you want to roll? I'll be second lieutenant. Second lieutenant. Excellent. So we have your second lieutenant and finally um, our enlisted. Uh, both of you roll 1d6 or choose something on the list of enlisted ranks. And let me know what you're picking or rolled. I rolled a six. Six. Middle <laughs> privates. Great. Oh, oh my god, I'm a veteran. Pro what did I do? <laughs> I love that so much. The entire time you've never been promoted even once? Either that, <laughs> or I have been promoted, and then things happened. Also true, demotions do exist. Um, great, so we've got our ranks. Uh, finally, we're going to do bonds. Um, those are, uh, actually, uh, sorry. Uh, first, we are going to uh, create our CO and answer our role prompts. So our, your commanding officer is not a member of command formally, not a member of Velian Ascendancy Command. This is the person who is out in the field with you, and they are the person who command usually gives orders to, and they give orders to you. A good CO can run interference between command and their subordinates. A bad CO, or one that just doesn't like you, can make purgatory into hell. So to find out a little bit about what your CO is like, though to be clear, you can contact command directly, it just usually doesn't go well. Attracting their attention isn't always a good idea. But we've got this little descriptor table for your CO, and I'm going to roll on it. So your CO is a nosy, a nosy tactician. So you've got this uh, micromanaging asshole over you who like wants to know your every movement. Actually, here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to roll two of them and let you all pick the CO you want to have. Um, so we can either have a nosy tactician or a chipper empath. Tactician. Oh, I mean, chipper empath sounds funnier, to be honest. Chipper empath. Okay, so chipper <laughs> empath, if we take it with the, you know, self-identified empath kind of shit. Where it's like oh, yeah. A lot of hostility. I think of oh. myself as an empath, actually. Yeah. 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 I've attracted so many narcissists. It's terrible. <laughs> like. I don't know why people always abuse me like this. That is exactly the type of empath I had in mind, putting that on this list. 
so yes, it sounds like there is universal uh, acclaim uh, now for uh, Chipper Empath. <laughs> I um, hate it so much. So you have she's a uh, general. Um, general uh, can D bar. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, so gen- general bar. Uh, is a chipper empath, and I will uh, get that down. General can uh, D bar. General D. <laughs> it's okay, Beth. It'll be okay. Uh, we. You should hear some of the general names that we have, or uh, CO names that we've had uh, when I remember them, because it's it's mm. quite a collection uh, from playtests. But anyway, we've got our CO. We've got ranks. Now we answer our roll prompts. Those are the things you chose earlier. So we're going to go, starting with squad leader from here on out, and answer your prompt. So go down to your roll and say, describe a blank. Uh, yeah, uh, again, I'm a rebel, so describe a time I enraged a superior officer. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I probably, I, uh, let's see, our general bar, uh, wanted me to capture an enemy officer for uh, debriefing or for interrogation. Uh, and I did, but uh, General Barr didn't specify where to put the prisoner. So I put them, I left them in a shed that, for our, our new bomb range. Um, so they got obliterated by a uh, our new anti-personnel, uh, uh, you know, missiles. Um, and uh, I got assigned a squad after that for some reason, because I fulfilled <laughs> my mission. I captured the enemy. Um, yeah, General Barr has called me many, has, 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 is, feels my, my, uh, has, has lectured me quite extensively. And I, I hate it so much. Absolutely. You looked good on paper and that's why you got the promotion because you fulfilled the terms of the mission. And it's General Debar who, um, like had to, had to be like, this person didn't actually do anything, but now you're promoted <laughs> and she has to deal with you as a squad leader. And, oh, Really, she's going to make the best of it, is the thing. Like, like she gets why that happened, and it's, you're going to need you to do better next time. But, oh like, God. really understands I'm where you're vomit. coming from. Um, <laughs> also, to be clear, uh, her name is Can D-D-E, like, like a, sort of like a German or a Dutch separation, mm. like Can D-Bar. But mm-hmm, she insists mm-hmm. on General D-Bar is, is the correct way to use my surname. Um, but most people call her General Bar. <laughs> um, anyway, our tactical, or we go, uh, left from there. So that's going to make it Thaddeus. Can you answer your um, describe question? Yes. As soon as I get back to the sheet, there we are. Um, describe your favorite Sixaran author and their most famous book. Um, well, there is, uh, an, an anonymous, uh, poet, from uh, the time of sort of the the discovery and uh, integration of nanos into uh, into Sixaran society, uh, called simply flesh poet, and uh, their their greatest uh, poem, Crimson Tower, is a, an epic that describes uh, an, an unnamed sort of uh, protagonist <laughs> ascending this tower of bone, meat, and grizzle with only their hands and their wits. 
And it is, bar none, the most misunderstood poem that anyone who, like, referenced... It It was referenced in, like, a sci-fi novel that, that is way more familiar. And so people interpret it the wrong way. It's not about escaping into technology. It is about taking mastery over the meat of yourself. And I just... Mm, okay. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, it doesn't bother me. I love the character already so much. I get it. I like really get it. Um, I'll also say I skipped the name and call sign step because uh, I'm still learning to run my own game, apparently. Um, so while you're waiting on other people doing their describe blocks, it's also a good time to do the hardest thing in TTRPGs, which is name your character. Uh, oh so take some time uh, while other people are saying their stories to uh, do your name and call sign. But for now, Faye, can you answer the describe block on the role that you chose? Which I believe was Katie. Yes, I can. So I'm going to twist it a little bit. I know it says pride got in the way, but my character concept kind of comes into play here. Okay. I don't know how familiar all of you are with the current trend of dolls on TikTok. Where you can... (laughs) Where you can... They're basically live streamers who you donate money to to do a set like action that you can choose from. Oh my god! And any action that you donate, like if you donate for that action, they'll do it. So what happened? Which you know that's why I have the optical implants and I've got the super injected nanos or whatever. Oh no! Is I'm like a, a human live stream. Oh no! Uh, so they donated for me to go and just kill someone when it was not tactically sound. And of course, I I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, I don't really have a say in the matter. That's incredible. I also, I love that this is the third playtest in a row that someone has done a character who is a live streamer. Um, completely <laughs> independently without knowing about each other even in the slightest. Like one was literally like Twitch clipping and getting like like pogs in chat during things. The Ross was also here, a live streamer but, in my but, fist game. But yeah. the thing is, I've not seen, like, the TikTok NPC version of this, where your actions are being determined by a, like, crowd. So your character is also kind of your your audience, is part of your character. That's amazing. The idea here is that in this super corporate future, I'm sure that, you know, we already see it in the present time. Moderation's insane. You mention anything about being queer and you're fucking zapped off the fucking internet. So you... Get all of these, like, offshoot sexualities and ways of engaging with, you know, desire that pop up, such as these dolls, which are a sex thing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So it's a sex thing. I'm a weird... I'm a weird pl- OnlyFans streamer. It's a plausibly deniable sex oh, thing. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. most exactly. important part. It's a, it's a corporately... It's a corporate... It's a corporate accepted sex thing. Great, perfect. The soldiers are not allowed to have sex, but they are allowed to do this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, you don't oh have kids, God. you don't have whatever. Something's gonna happen, and it's this. Yeah, yeah. Sex fetish becomes market fetish. It's uh, it's all good and healthy, actually. Yeah, right. We're, we're all okay. And now, Bridget, can you answer the describe for yours? I'm man. <laughs> Were you going to do that? I Okay, yeah, so we're in a forever war, and you have to get off somehow, right? So the, the, in, the infamous reputation I have with each rival faction is that everybody knows that the only way I deprive pressure 
derive pleasure is from extreme and weird violence. So (laughs) if I am on a battlefield, it is going to be bad. (laughs) Is it dealing, receiving, or both? Yes. Okay. Uh, Battlefield switch. Um, (laughs) Excellent. Um, We've got all of our uh, roles. Um, Go ahead again. If you haven't, see if you can pick a name and call sign. Um, And I will continue to leave some time for that as people go on. Because for now, we will continue with our bonds. Bonds (laughs) are sort of like roles. Um, They're going to have joint uh, describe blocks that connect you to someone else in your party and give you history together. Um, and they uh, will also give you another criteria by which to advance, because you can actually advance twice in a session in Planet Fist. Um, so go to your uh, the bonds on page 36. Um, there are 12 of them. So once again, you can pick or you can roll with 2d6. Um, and we will start with our squad leader. So Ross, you are going to choose a bond to have with the player to your left. So that's going to be Daddy. I trust the dice for everything, just so you Great. know. I'm being consistent. <laughs> uh, so this is even five. Daredevils! Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and read it. Uh, describe a dare of mine that got you in enough trouble for command themselves to address the situation. Uh, advance if one of us issued the dare and the other followed through. Uh, select a new bond if the other chickens out. So And really quick. The yeah. person receiving the bond can always say, hey, choose another. You always are like their consent is important here, especially because yeah. like some of them are more like tr- intimate than others. Um, but that is if you're OK with it. It's Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daredevil's all the way. I'm here for it. Then right. uh, you ask that describe to Thaddeus. Uh, so so d- I, I come up with the dare for Thaddeus to, to try and do. Um, so Thaddeus describes a dare that you gave. So you are okay. Oh, okay. saying to, to Thaddeus, describe a dare of mine that got you in enough trouble for command themselves to address the situation. What did uh, <laughs> Ross uh, uh, dare you to do that uh, got you in trouble with command? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, a, let's see, um, I had to... Oh, God, what did you make me do? What did you make me do, Ross? And you can collaborate uh, if you want. Uh, to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I'm, well, the thing is, I'm trying to think of what would make uh, Command upset. Because they don't care about human life, uh, obviously. No, absolutely not. Um, oh, so, you have a 1v1, right? So, like, there's yeah. always somebody you, like, are after, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you had to, I dared you to get their autograph. <laughs> i had to get their autograph yeah i love that okay uh, maybe no, there's, yeah. a, there's a soldier who's like cloned from a pattern of the like per- author of that book the like crimson one um, oh yeah 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 like crimson tower yeah yeah yes um <laughs> and and like fully missed the mission objective like you lost the entire mission because you like took the time to go do that yeah i kept chasing them down accidentally killing them waiting for them to respawn had to like get the autograph is is important to Perfect. either <laughs> to one of us i don't even remember who cool so that's the one that was asked by uh the person to your right uh thaddeus so now you ask left to oh uh fay okay. oh, um there we go one of your choice or role. Um, so which one Which one of these do you want to share with Faye? Uh, let's see. I'm going to roll because I am indecisive. 
Uh, let's see. Odd and two. What is odd and two? Idolization. <laughs> what do you like about me? Yeah, describe, <laughs> Faye, you would describe something you idolize. If you want to take that one, you can always request another. So, Faye, what do you think? Is it is it known that I idolize you, or is this up to Ooh, uh, interpretation? Does, does not have to be known. You just have to describe something that your character idolizes around Thaddeus's. You advance if you try to be just like Thaddeus's character, and select a new bond if you realize you have different strengths, and that's okay. Okay. Uh, I do idolize how well-read you are. It makes for great, like, content. Great content. Perfect. We all love reducing, like, great works to content, right? Yeah, that's all, all anything that. is. There's void and there is content, and you must fill the void. Yeah. War is just content. <laughs> it's great content. That's oh. what it is. It's great content. It's always changing. <laughs> There's always something new to talk about. Yeah. Now, Faye, uh, go ahead and roll or choose a bond to have it with Bridget. Uh, let's see. Confidant. Yeah. Okay, so for Confidant, um, Bridget, you will describe a time that you were there for uh, Faye when uh, she doubted herself. You'll advance if one of the, one of you reassured the other in a moment of failure and select a new bond if you go to someone else over the other. Um, I'm the reason you started doing your sex thing live stream. I very <laughs> subtly pushed you into this. So it was like, a, you're doubting yourself? Here's a better way to live your life. Here's a way you can get purpose that will make you and everyone else happy. It's not a sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and finally, um, Bridget, choose one to share with Ross or choose a role. Um, share with Ross. Um, gosh. A hundred fifty k slow burn. Hundred fifty k on slow burn. Um. So Ross, you will describe the secret feelings you have for Bridget's character. You don't realize they're mutual. Neither of you do. Um, <laughs> advance if you got one step closer to those feelings coming out select a new bond when we finally admit them to be clear they're just feelings they can be romantic feelings they can also be any type of secret mutual feelings <laughs> um yeah it, it's uh because you're loved by your by your faction and feared by the others uh i want to be that uh that's amazing like they the the command seems to respect you they just despise me or empathize with me I, I i want to be loved i want to be feared i'm just tired of being viewed as being difficult i i want i want to go beyond that I'm, yeah it's you're everything i'm not i can't i can't do uh if only i could be as feared as brisket um yeah. They don't understand you. Only I understand you. I need your attention, but I won't ask for it. Oh, no. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, I think we all have role or bonds. Um, so, next thing we do, and we're very near the end, uh, is we're going to outfit our panther, which is the armored personnel carrier um, that you are traveling around in. That's going to be on 22 I'll explain it in just a second, but first I will say 
Uh, most people have a name and rank, so we'll go ahead and introduce that now. Uh, so give me your name and rank, and then your call sign. Ross? Uh, yeah, thank you, random name generators, for uh, Brom Helsing uh, as my <laughs> name. And uh, for call sign, I figured my character signed a deal at some point to uh, remember 1990s toys. No, of course not. You're a clone. Uh, but Bop It. My call sign is Bop It. Um, <laughs> Great call sign. It was Captain that. It, it was, yeah, it was that or Gak, but I chose Bop It. Uh, it's more dignified. Bop It is great. <laughs> Um, going left, we'll go to Thaddeus. Give me your rank, name, and call sign. All oh, right. rank uh, is uh, captain. Sorry, yeah. Uh, rank is private. Name is Fraction Van Cleef. And uh, call sign is Strickle. Strickle. Yes, cool. it is It is the word for the stick you use to push the rest of the stuff you don't need off the top of a measuring cup. Well, is that, <laughs> I like that. Interesting. Is that an actual? Like, am I? Yeah, it's a real word. I'm. I. Uh, I could. Yeah. I could be lying to you, but I'm not. Yeah, I guess you're a poet. You would know. It's where you got the <laughs> word. You knew the word. Okay. Well, uh, Faye, uh, name and rank and call sign. All right. Name Monstera doll. Rank private. <laughs> call sign M doll. Good. Yes. Pretty straightforward, huh? Um, yep. It does what it says on the tin, literally. Yep. If you um, donate. If you donate, true. There's a condition on it doing what it says on the tin. Um, she, they, it, he. Love that. Um, <laughs> Any pronouns you donate for. <laughs> also, donate to change my pronouns. Pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> you gotta hustle See, in this economy. Oh, that's See, I choose like five to believe, roses. Yeah. I choose to believe that my pronouns used to be sergeant, but they were stripped, and so now I just use they, them. <laughs> Remove your one. officer pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. Uh, and Bridget, uh, name, rank, and call sign if you got one. So my name is Lamentations. My rank is second lieutenant. I was trying to think of a call sign that we would be allowed to say on the show that our <laughs> listeners would not be uncomfortable with. I'll let you think on that. You can always introduce <laughs> it at the at the right moment. Um, Bridget's call sign is just a bleep sound. <laughs> oh, I mean, you please. could go with wet as your call sign. Is that or deep? <laughs> Moist, yeah. I'm going to go uh, with a wet work, yeah. Wet work. Wet work. Wet work. Uh-huh. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, now that we've done that, everybody flip on over to the squad sheet. Um, that's going to be at nice. the bottom of the spreadsheet, because there's also stuff we select for everybody. Um, and we will fill that out uh now um the squad leader is ross aka captain brom helsing pop it (laughs) what page is the squad what page Uh, is the the next it's it's the uh, next sheet if you look at the the little tab thing at the bottom of the screen yes so if you look at the tab uh it's character sheet stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh character sheet stuff Seda also added the commanding officer, so I can put General Can Debar oh God. Uh, in there as well. Every time you say that name, I'm just like, ah, what am I doing with myself? What am I doing okay, with my Wait, can my I life? make a quick suggestion? How's my life come name? to this? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Oh. Okay, so kind of based on uh, both. Based on a lot of the service work that's going on in here and our commanding officer's name, can our squad nickname be Sweet Tooth? Oh, no. Sweet Tooth. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, like the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the comic. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Sweet tooth. Um, so, uh, we've got uh, Sweet Tooth Squad. Uh, and you have a panther, which is a armored personnel carrier. Fits up to 12 oh. people, including the driver and two turret seats that uh, other folks can sit in. 12 health and 6 armor. It is bulky, so you might have to roll to navigate it through small spaces. Um, and it's going to come with two weapons. And the most important thing about your panther is it functions as a reassembly point. There's a tank strapped on the back that uh, when you die, you can just get synthesized again and come uh, popping out fresh with the pain of death and ready to kill. Um, so uh, your panther, you can spawn at your panther anytime as long as you are not within 100 meters of a sink point. We'll get into what that is a little bit later. Um, but also if you deploy it, if you like stop and park it and extend all of your dishes and stuff, um, other friend, other like friendly soldiers can also uh, reassemble at that point. Um, also, when you're there, you can change your class trait. If you want to change between being a medic and a jet trooper, uh, you could do that at your panther. If it gets destroyed, you can always pull another at a friendly facility. Um, the other thing is that you get to choose what weapons and mod go on your panther. Uh, if you had a logistics officer, they would get the choice because that's kind of their whole job. But you don't because you're only four people. Next in line is squad leader. So Ross, choose two turrets and a mod. You can find those on page 22, and they'll also have dropdowns in the spreadsheet that we can select. So your turret choices are basically, do you want a high-explosive anti-infantry cannon, uh, an anti-infantry rotary turret, or an armor-piercing rotary turret? You can have any two, including two of the same. Uh, and then three mods, a cloak, a shield, or a radar. I don't get the details based on what you select. What do you think, Ross? You can also roll. Uh. All of them have rolling options. Oh yeah, obviously. D six take the wheel. Yeah, right. D six take the wheel. That's D6 the only choice. Take the wheel. That really sounds like a parody song that like <laughs> someone would do on YouTube, like a like a Felicia Day type of person. Would, oh like, God! <laughs> All right, we got two earthquakes. I rolled a one and a two, so cool. Hope that works out for us. Uh, and let's see how the mod goes. That is a six. Proximity radar. So, two earthquakes, you're going to be great if you want to use it against enemy infantry. Better hope there's not enemy armor. Yeah, um, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, proximity radar, the panther acts as an enhanced proximity motion detector with an AOE of 100 meters. So basically in 100 meters around you, you get pinged about anything moving in the HUD that is installed into your eyes. Um, cool. So you've got your panther all put together. Um, and let's see, we've already chosen a squad nickname. Finally, choose an initial class trait. So, like I said, mm. there are five class traits that you can switch between, but there's one that you should start as, and there might be one or two that you usually do. You've got Assault, which is your uh, heavy weapons guy. Um, got a machine gun, rocket launcher, and a big she an like, extra shield that slows you down but gives you extra shields. Engineers can repair armor and repair machinery, and they have a self-assembling auto turret that they can just like lay down and it will automatically attack things. The field medic, like I said, puts Humpty Dumpty back together again. You can stitch someone's nanos together, heal them, revive them, get them back in the fight, and you get a grenade that you can also throw that revives everyone that the grenade explodes on, revives every friendly, specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, force recon. This is your stealth reconnaissance and sniping. You've got a motion detector like you have on your, uh, panther, uh, that you can place anywhere. Uh, and a sniper rifle does a lot of damage. 
Uh, and finally, the Jet Trooper. You have a jetpack for mobility, which also makes you harder to damage when you're flying through the air, and bricks of plastic explosive that you can drop to take out armored targets if you can get there. Um, so everybody, choose one that you think that you want to start the game as. I know we already know that Bridget is a medic. What else? What are we thinking? Ross, do you have an idea? Uh, I'm terrible at precision, so definitely engineer. Um, that's going to go great. Uh, yeah, uh, I will be engineer because, well, also because I'm lagged, uh, I can just like lag out while I'm fixing something and not get oh, blown not up. Hit. That is yeah, actually yeah. true. Oh, shit, our squad leader clipped into a wall again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, going left, Thaddeus, do you have an idea? I mean, I feel the words jet trooper in my artificial bones. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you want to see all the details of like what skill it gives you, uh, it's on page 38 and shows you the, the weapon, the damage that has, the item, the class equipment, and the skill that you get. Um, so you've got Jet Trooper and then Faye. Do you have an idea? You can't be engineer or medic because you are focusing on that kill-death ratio. It, apparently your audience really likes the kills. They have oh, some yeah. sort of like psychosexual complex going on about that. I mean, the whole fucking society we live in seems to be about I kill, I die, I kill again kind of shit. Absolutely. Uh, I'll so be for Force you, Recon. <laughs> Force Recon. Yes, Sniper. Only thing we're missing is Assault. And that's totally fine. You're going to be missing something. Um, and of course, you can always change. Oh, and you have a... Who has Augmented Synthesis Project? Me! Oh, that is Faye. Yes. So that also means you get the Force Recon skill... You get their sniper, you get their motion detector, and you get the ability to cloak um, and move uh, invisibly as long as you don't take damage or fire a weapon. But you also get to pick the equipment from any other class. Do you want a machine gun and a rocket launcher, a carbine and an auto turret, an assault rifle and a revive grenade, or a jet, uh, carbine and C4? C4. Cool. So you can go Woo! ahead. I'll just Explosive throw that in your friends. Yes. So you can be invisible. And carrying C4, which is yeah, I can. incredibly powerful combination. Yeah, no shit. That's sick. How do I do this? Oh, uh, someone's uh, adding it. Oh, you, yay! Yes, yeah. I have spent so much time with these things that it is much faster to just have me add it to the sheet. Um, <laughs> which means, I think, we are ready to play the game. What? We've got some characters, and uh, we are ready to go. So, give me a second as the referee, as Fist calls its GMs, just to make sure I have all of my stuff together, um, and then we will get going. So, now that you've created characters, we get to hop into the game. You all are trundling down the road in your panther, as you are uh, most of your waking lives, which is all of your life. The question I have you first is, who is driving the panther? Is anyone in particular usually assigned to be the driver? I absolutely think that um, the person driving has got to be... Um, hey, what's your character's name? Whose character? Oh, oh not Emdahl. Oh, no. It's it's uh, Emdahl is driving, and they are, um, like, live stream, like, talking to the camera mm. while driving, oh. not paying attention to the road. I just say what the... Whatever's want me to say. I also go where they tell me to go. Oh, no. Kill, kill. Kill, kill. Gang, gang. (laughs) Well, while you're doing that, um, this is where in in the literal referee instructions in the book, 
It instructs you to play a certain song by a certain band on the best available speaker system. Old Owlbear also let you like play it to other people, but that this is the instructions. Uh, and the song is playing diegetically. We are not going to be able to play uh, a major labels licensed music. Um, and as we can't actually have that moment, I am going to preserve, for those who decide to play at home, uh, their own referee's surprise for them at this song playing. Uh, I can, I'm happy to tell you all uh, <laughs> later what it is. Uh, or in fact, I'll just put it in our chat now that our listeners don't get to see. Uh, incentive to get the game. Um, <laughs> but because uh, we aren't doing it that way, um <laughs> instead we're gonna do um something oh that's a fun typo in that song instead <laughs> we're gonna do something that i want to add as a mechanic we'll see if it appears in the expanded edition anyway for uh, later sessions this is specifically instructions for the first session uh which is what's on the ox and uh emdal you're in the driver's seat so you get first call here what's on the ox if you uh, want to pass right. it on so I think what's on the ox is not consistent. Uh, oh, we get no. about like 20, 30 seconds into uh, into every song before I change the song to uh, something else that's been donated mm. for. <laughs> so, so there is no genre consistency. There is no theme consistency. We're going from like, you know, techno, Daft Punk uh, to like uh, bluegrass uh, to fucking Zydeco. We're, we're just all I, over the place here. I think it rapidly switches for 10 seconds between every song to like what is colloquially known as penis music because oh there's God. that one dedicated section of chat that has <laughs> to make to it miserable fucking... for everyone else. That is horrible. Thank you so much for taking that moment that I had to change and making it something incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now that we know that that is what it sounds like to be inside of your panther, um, the music <laughs> ducks out uh, because you get an incoming call uh, from your CO. Uh, Mdel, do you pick up? Uh, yeah, I get it, I get a pretty snappy donation to pick up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. God, I love how your character. Oh is going God, there are there are Debar Simpson chat, aren't there? <laughs> of course, there are. How oh. could you be so mean to her? Oh. You just wanted the, you, you to the... kill them. Oh no, they're real life shipping. Uh, oh god damn it. Debar <laughs> uh, emojis in chat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> empath, empath, empath. Yeah. <laughs> so you answer and it goes on speaker for everyone to hear. Um and uh General Candybar uh comes in uh over the speakers and is like Hi! Oh, uh, Sweet Tooth Squad, it's, uh, great to talk to you. I've been meaning to catch up with you anyway, honestly, uh, but it just so happens that, uh, well, Command contacted me, and I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news. The bad news is that, uh, well, there's a, like, time-sensitive mission that they need to send you in to, and you're the only squad near enough to actually do it so we do have to send you in on your own because everyone else is busy um and it, it is you'll probably be a little outnumbered um but uh yeah that's basically the gist of the bad news what what what's the good news oh sorry there isn't any good news uh i just wanted there to be and like thought that that would set a better vibe <laughs> for uh delivering the bad news um oh my but god <laughs> anyway <laughs> Um, 
anyway, um, the details, which I, I know um, you must be very detail oriented people. I can like, I get that sense from you. Um, you've got to get to Positronics Weapons Lab. Um, and you know, the moment you hear that, what Positronics Weapons Lab is. This facility, uh, Sixora itself is split into facilities. It's pretty much the only thing the factions care about is like all of the various arms manufacturing and science and research and, and production facilities that allow them to sustain the war effort. Um, and each facility can is nanite or nano assembled, uh, the facilities themselves, which means they can also be captured. Um, essentially, you can turn all of the nanos that make up that facility into your faction's architecture, assimilating it and taking control of it, at which point you can use all of its fancy features. Um, each facility has a thing called a sync point. Some of them even have multiple sync points, which there's a bunch of flavor in the book about how it exists to um, stabilize all of the network activity, et cetera, et cetera. Point being, they can't be built just anywhere. They can only be built you build the base and then you figure out where do you need to stabilize. So sometimes they're in inconvenient locations. Like, for example, the middle of a bridge over a gorge, uh, as you are seeing on this map of Positronics Weapons Lab, um, which is in front of our players. Uh, and you can find in the book if you're following along at home. It's an original battle map by uh, Victor Sitch. Um, it's really fantastic. But anyway... This Positronics Weapons Lab is a weapons development facility that has changed hands dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of times in the history of this endless war. Um, your job, hopping back into her voice. So yeah, they need you to capture Positronics Weapons Lab, uh, of course, you know, standard stuff. And uh, also, they have some scientists there who are working on these uh, Talon homing rockets. Uh, and apparently there's like a physical prototype and they need to reverse engineer that physical prototype. It's, it's not really my type of thing, right? I'm a people person. I don't really deal with the technology. Um, but they need you to retrieve those Talon homing rockets so that they can reverse engineer them. And if you do that now, you know, there was good news. Look at me thinking that there wasn't a bright side. It, every time I do that, I'm wrong. Um, so if you manage to get the talent homing rockets out of there and capture the base. Of course, that's your primary objective. But if you get the homing rockets, uh, we will give you that blueprint so that you can put it on your Panther every time, keep you safe. Great news. Um, so get there, capture the base, get the prototype out before they move it out of the base, and uh, you're all good to go. And uh, we'll we'll go, we'll we'll celebrate. We'll find a way to celebrate. Does that sound that sound good to everybody? Everybody like on board? I love you, Candy Bar. Yes, we're definitely on board. We we love seizing enemy facilities by ourselves, outnumbered, attacking a fortified place. Like taste like. I think that they probably tasted. Like well, you know, wait. They banned cannibalism a while ago, didn't they? Um. Well. I, oh wait! You, you mean the oh the thing? The, yeah, no, oh, like the packing yeah. of the thing. It comes oh, in the I, God, I, yeah. I understand that you all may have some repressed desires that you are expressing, but I I do uh, want to recommend that in order not to attract attention of uh, people who may be and she's like waiting for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. I just recommend that you keep them to yourselves and in the privacy of your own 
brains while those continue to be relatively private for now. That's what, um, leader? No, I wouldn't call our general that. That's terrible. The connection's breaking up? All right, I no, turn no, off you. the radio and say, sorry, guys, someone donated. <laughs> uh, well, mere want will ne'er reshape bone nor meat, and shape of time allows for no retreat. What does that mean? What are you ever talking about? <laughs> you know how this is going to suck just like everything else? Well, this is like sucking more than usual. Like, we're outnumbered attacking a fortified place. Like, you usually need like three to one attackers. Like, yeah, three attackers yeah. for every one defender. So unless there's like two people holding it, or like one person holding it, you know, mm-hmm. one and a half people. Well, I don't, I don't know math. I'm a squad leader. Anyways, we're we're <laughs> we're outnumbered and we're attacking. That's bad. So we yeah. need to even yeah, there's the odds. A minimum number of muscles required to still fire a rifle. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I just wave my finger. <laughs> factor into your calculations. Well, we need to even the odds somehow. So. Um... God, uh, do we, yeah. Uh, how far are we? Are uh, how far away are we from the? Uh, you just happen to. It just so happens that you are incredibly close, which is why command has tasked you specifically. Uh, you can be there in like under a minute. Not and a half being close to things. Yeah, <laughs> very convenient. Uh... All so, right. So, uh, yeah. um, if unless you have plans for beforehand. Uh, I will ask you about how you are approaching the facility on this map, if that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Cool. The one thing I will do before that is give you a physical description of what you're going into. You'll see it as you go in, but also, like, you've been there before. You know this, but for the audience. Um, mm-hmm. Nestled in an otherwise impassable mountain, Positronics Weapons Lab is built across two small plateaus connected by a bridge over a 100-meter-deep mountain pass. Once belonging to the company Positronics, long ago absorbed into the one of the six, the facility is now hotly contested, passing from faction to faction as they try to make use of the precious lab equipment. The solitary sink point is inconveniently located in the middle of the bridge. The weapons lab is split into two buildings connected by sky bridges, while outdoor nanotanks provide it with a large supply of general-purpose nanos suspended in liquid. An enclosed visitor's garage welcomes touring brass. Those who do not wish to drive up the south, sloping south branch of the mountain pass may ascend on foot via the access lift. The armory provides the controlling faction a nanoprinter for resupplying. The doors to the reassembly tanks are protected by sink shields, and the command center provides partial surveillance of the fac- facility. So that's a brief explanation of what some of those uh, buildings that you are seeing do. And as a reminder for people who uh, are new to Planet Fist or who don't know Planet Fist, um, reassembly. Reassembly is when you die and get put back together. Because the faction that controls this facility can use its reassembly tanks to reassemble, and those buildings are shielded. You can't go in, they can't shoot out, but they can exit. So, keeps you from firing at each other, uh, and, you know, spawn camping. Um, the armory has a little, uh, uh, resupply terminal, which allows them to print themselves more supplies or change their class trait, basically rebuild themselves. They can pull vehicles from the pad, um, and your objective is to stand within 10 meters of that sink point, the little A on the bridge, um, for three combat rounds. If you stand at that sink point and outnumber the enemy there for three combat rounds, you assimilate the base to your faction's architecture, you capture it, you can reassemble there, you can use the terminal, etc., etc. So, 
capture the facility, clean up all the remaining enemies now that they no longer have any way to reassemble, and uh, get the homing rockets out of there if you can. Does that make sense to everyone? Mm-hmm. The last yeah. thing to say about this facility um, is that uh, right now it's owned by the new committee. That's what you're driving into. Which means when you own this facility, and, and you've been in this facility owned by the VA before, it's usually covered in like green circuit board patterns, like some of which are decorative, but some of which you're not really sure if they're doing anything or not. But like it's running like over the ground, over the buildings, stuff like that. Like it's all black and green. Um, but right now it is all good old new committee blue and beige. Um, and like there are banners rolling out showing the... Uh, the uh, tallest spire, which is the icon, the, the like logo of that faction, while you all have the endless circuit as your emblem. But there are there are banners, which is pretty usual. Usually the banners switch between the logo of each faction. But because the new committee owns it right now, hanging next to the banners are motivational posters. Um, so it's like, uh, <laughs> hang in there. And uh, it's only Monday once a week um, and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Everywhere, every building, anywhere you see their logo, it's also got two different random motivational posters, uh, nano-synthesized, right next to it. His squad leader? Um, yeah. Can we get some posters like that? <laughs> would that would that motivate you? Yeah, I mean, it's just nice to see stuff like that, you know? Okay. Um, well, I mean, well, why don't we seize it as our... Uh, that, that'll be your special mission, to, to seize some... Uh, for for replication and, and it's war, it's looting. You know, it's it's what we do in war. So, um, do you think those are? Do you think, or should we make our own? Well, I mean, let's make our own, right? Oh, okay. I, don't want, I don't want the enemy's motivation. That's oh wait, uh, Strickle. Uh, mm. Yeah, give what what would be a good quote from your poetry that would be motivational? Oh wait, yeah, yeah. that's right, you. You know, like books and shit. Yeah, what, that is true. Why don't you write us some motivational posters? That's what I writers can, do, right? I mean, yeah, I'm more of a, I'm not so much an artist myself, except we can know. get we can get a we get a photo of Imdal looking with a big gun shooting, and then it says something motivational. Why don't you just get one of those like AIs to like write it for you? No, no, I you can know, do just, it. Like, uh, no, let's not do that. I like the first idea, but yeah, let's do that instead. Um, let's not. Have it, yeah no I uh, well, I can do it I can do it it's fine yeah yeah do I have a sidearm by the way do I have just like a pistol or some shit nope okay just a full size you... rifle and some bombs yeah uh, well actually you are the only one to have two guns usually command can't spare the nanos on like giving you a second gun oh yeah because you have but a carbine you're in too a, a augmented specialization program so you get both a sniper and a carbine okay mid conversation I fire two shots from the carbine into the distance sorry. Hmm. That's very motivational. Can we? Yeah, just what summarizes motivational? What would motivate a random squad member to like I don't know assault a, a fortified position? Thirty dollars. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, if there's two squad members, you can shoot one of them, and it'll make the other guy like really excited to work. That's awesome! I level my rifle at you. <laughs> no, you I'm pretty. It. This is why you're my favorite, Emdal. <laughs> well, what? Well, yeah, get, come on, poet. Give us, give us uh, some uh, some motivational poetry here. <laughs> uh, you that might help motivate you. Oh yeah. No. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> if you want to come up with it. something quippy on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're welcome to. We can also just say that your character does quote something and everyone can react to how their character would yeah. react to some of your poetry. Hmm. I think it's funnier that you have a book of poetry, but it has nothing in it. Yeah. <laughs> like you were going to write it, but you just never have. No, no, no. The book derezzes blank. It re-rezzes blank. Oh my god. Every time <laughs> it's blank. Oh, yeah. the pattern doesn't include what you write on it. Nope. No. That's ink incredible. is back in the pen. Yeah. Oh, the ink is back in the pen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh. incredible. That's agony. Oh, no, that's the motivational oh. thing. If you die, it's like writing something on a piece of paper and it gets derezzed, it's ink back in the pen. You're the ink. If you die, you'll be put back together again. So keep fighting knowing that you're the ink. Yeah. There we go. Yo, it's like we're writing our own destiny. Yeah, you're writing yeah. your own destiny, and it's okay if you fail because it'll be put back in the pen. Yeah. Oh, and as you as yeah. you say that, um, you come <laughs> rolling up to this facility. Um, so, Emdal, as the driver, um, I want to know where you are going to park the uh, the panther that you are driving. You can also, you know, talk about this strategically as a squad. But in the end, if there's any sort of driving to do tricky or stealthy driving, yeah. that role will go to Emdal. So are where we all want to place it? Where mm-hmm. are, on the map that we're looking at on the top down map? Where are we approaching from? You are approaching okay. from the east, which is where your fr- nearest friendly facility is, and then from the west is the nearest enemy facility. So to the right uh, side is the uh, friendly side, where Correct. somewhere on the right, 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 right. So uh, you could be where, on the south, or the, be... but we could choose the north or the southeast, right? Where would be the most risky position? <laughs> well, probably the canyon, the bottom of the canyon, right? Because that's yeah, it depends where. The... Yeah, either the risk is they come over top, um, but maybe they won't see you, or you can go straight into their garage, where maybe they will detect that you're in their garage, but you will yeah. be closer to where. Uh, like getting to the sink point without being like choke pointed here. So risky is either down here in one way or in the garage in the other way. I would say that the back parking is probably the least risky. So either garage or gorge. Okay. Can you see me dragging this around? Yes, mm-hmm. I can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're just going here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to their vehicle pad. By the way, yes, oh, we're going- <laughs> to be clear, you have a key down here. These are all walls. So you cannot get inside there unless you have a jetpack. Okay. Um, if you want to do that anyway, you can just know you will be unable to get inside from there. Well, we have a jetpacker, right? Yeah. The vehicle pad has like doors on it, right? Um, so it, uh, this is, this is something in the rule book that's, that's, uh, very small detail. You get reassembled inside your vehicle when you build it. Um, Mm -hmm. so actually Mm -hmm. the terminals on the inside, the pads on the outside, it just like gets assembled right there with you inside it. There is no entrance. Okay. Okay. I realize that is not immediately clear, but go so ahead. what you're saying is that we can just drive their vehicles uh, into the wall and make like some kind of rudimentary ramp out of Panthers. Oh my god. <laughs> if you get them to spawn vehicles and then try and blockade, that would be a strategy. It appears your driver wants to go to the garage. This is the this is the the thing, the shit, the whatever. Right, I, uh, this is statement of intent. If anybody wants to stop me, you're. I think that that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool. This is uh, just what, if, a wall. Okay, what if we drive under the two bridges and we stack all of our grenades underneath the panther <laughs> and the explosion launches us up into the air onto the sink point, thus bypassing the entirety of the other before You want a rocket jump into this into the <laughs> Yeah, facility? I want a warthog launch up to the bridge. Yeah, One, yeah. One, we have established precedent for rocket jumping during playtests. Yes, someone did do that, um, but not with a vehicle. Uh, And two, I I love that it is your tactical officer specifically suggesting this plan. Uh, That is appropriate. (laughs) Rocket jumping is tactical. Uh, yeah. It's a very tactical maneuver, and I have a lot of skill with tactics, as you can see from the minus one written on my sheet. (laughs) So... Uh, Theo, that sounds sick as fuck, so I'm going for it. Uh, any objections? Yeah, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, I, I think we should go to the garage, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would let you attempt that. I don't... The odds would be really against you for going up 100 meters via explosives without killing yourselves. <laughs> Well, I, think we can I do can it. imagine. I think we can do it. <laughs> so, well, like Chad's working on this. Let, let's go to the garage and like just just feel it out. That that'll be our plan B. If we get shot out of the garage, if we get chased out of the garage, we can we can try the bridge thing. But like let let's let's see if we can get inside and dismount and you know shoot up the place normally because we have to clear the place out. By the way, even after we capture the place, we have to go in every goddamn room and shoot everyone who's in here uh, who's cool. not on our uh, side. Dibs. My yeah, final yeah. question is: mm-hmm. um, Do you do anything to be stealthy about it? To do any forward surveillance? To like prevent oh, discovery? Is there um, anything like that that you all intend to do as you drive up to the garage? Yeah, I will. I recommend against that. Um, as the tactical officer, I think that is an unnecessary waste of resources. Uh, I think once the shooting starts, they're going to know we're here. So I feel like it's just not. Well, we can get in through the front door before they realize. Let it, you know. Um, I since I'm connected, I, once per session, I can uh, contact my source of command and. Uh, leak classified intelligence like the the upcoming visitors scheduled visitors to this uh, positronics uh and so we can imitate them uh i can i can uh, uh try I and talk bl- yeah imitate bl- them i think we should start blasting exco and give it to you and let them know that <laughs> i'm coming <laughs> <laughs> well well let let that again, one we'll, we'll try. Yeah, let, let's just try to wa- le- let me talk uh, our way in first, and then once we get past in there, we can we will start shooting. All everybody. right, yeah. once we once we yeah. die to your strategy and we have to come back, yeah, we'll do mine. All right, yeah. This uh, is certainly a novel approach. Go ahead, and uh, you get to choose with connected. Is it two objectives that you want information on? Uh, once per session as a safe action, you may contact your source. They will leak you classified intelligence. Uh, yeah, two objectives you'd like your squad to accomplish and roll plus etiquette. Um, yeah, so they, one is, yeah, one is getting in. Um, is it specifically to, you want the the visiting brasses um, yeah. like thing? Or just is it any sort of getting in there, like a recommendation for how to stealth? Yeah, yeah, how, how, to, how to get in um, and uh, wh- who are we facing? Yeah. Who are you facing as in like what sort of troops to expect? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll etiquette. Okay. Let's see here, what is my etiquette bonus first? Do, 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 do. Uh, I have an etiquette of one. Uh, that good? Yay. Better than negative three. Uh, yeah, I got an 11. 
got an 11. So you get yeah. intel on both. Um, so um, as far as what to expect, um, like you send this question to your source and your source for a moment is like, this is this is a, a high priority mission. Like you're getting texts um, like this is end of text. This is a pretty high priority mission. I really shouldn't. Oh, fine. I owe you one. Um, and then after a moment, you get sent um, a breakdown of the like usual defensive um, like accompaniment of a place like this, which mm-hmm. is to expect um, two squads present at the facility and then one to two squads on standby because you can always, you know, reassemble people in. So you're likely looking for two squads here um, and then two squads on standby. And the specific piece of intelligence they give you, they often like to have a cloaked force recon at a base like this because there's like so many different like angles to watch from and those like like small choke point bridges. It's really effective uh, to have um, a force recon who also carries proximity mines. Um, So be on the lookout for someone you can't see. Cool. That's the uh, one piece of information you get that like that like uh, essentially um, mm-hmm. like tactical report on the usual tactics for defending this facility. Um, and then as far as how to get in, um, they briefly mention the idea that there are visiting brass and they do give you like the name of, of who is expected to show up at some point soon. Um, they don't have nano patterns or anything for like how to look like them. So you would have to like figure out how to reconfigure your nanos to look like a different factions. Um, but that is an option you could pursue. But the one that they offer that that seems more uh, in the normal playbook um, is uh, there might be surveillance in there. Um, so just make sure that you try and fuzz out the cameras or find some other method of uh, immediate disguise before you are immediately like covering your tracks um, before you. I have a brilliant strategy. All right. Since this is a research and development place, and mm-hmm. they do have a cloaked unit already on site, so they're used to like subterfuge. What if we let them know that we're coming and we don't bother making our nanites look like something? Because we're we're here with um captured tech that makes us look like enemy soldiers. Oh that we need yeah, them to replicate here at the station. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them, patch me through. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this plan, uh, uh, Lieutenant. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I will radio ahead and uh, try to get some. Uh, yeah, I assume my contact gave me like a name of a lieutenant who is or some officer. Basically, I need the name of an officer who is scheduled to show up but has not yet shown up. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it is at the the new committee. Um, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Prophet. Lieutenant Prophet. Okay. It's yeah. spelled P R O P H E T. Lieutenant Prophet. Okay. Uh, I will. I will radio. Hello, this is Lieutenant Prophet of the new committee. I'm uh, advancing to Positronics. I wanted to warn you, though. I've cap my squad, and I have captured an enemy vehicle. So do not fire on this uh, uh, VA Panther that is uh, approaching your position. Roll uh, etiquette. Two d six plus etiquette. Uh, yeah, 10. Yeah, hit it up again. Um, Lieutenant Prophet, uh, you've, I don't recognize your voices. Have you, uh, gotten a few, like, uh, uh, 
touch-ups to your nano pattern? Yeah, nano machines, son. They're they're uh, very advanced and uh, cutting edge. You've been uh, sitting on that line. <laughs> Elemental improved motivation for your uh, inferiors. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're gonna re- it's it's cut bleeding edge, top secret, black ops. No witnesses. Uh, I can't I can't tell you anymore. Uh, That's so cool, Lieutenant Prophet. Um, yeah, come on in. We're uh, popping open the garage right now. Uh, we'll send uh, the brevet captain over there to uh, greet you. Great. All right. Uh, all right. Imdol. Hey, uh, hey Umfi. Headed. It's kind of fucked up that you can pretend to be the enemy. I'm not really sure, like, how trustworthy. Because, I mean, if you could pretend to be the enemy, then, like, aren't you basically the enemy? Uh, what 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 really are the veils between each of us that we cannot see past? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so. motivational. Uh, <laughs> what are the veils between each other we cannot see past? Yeah, put that on a poster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you spell <laughs> veils? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> carefully. Are is everyone piling out? of the panther is one question oh. and then the other quick question is are you deploying it deploying a panther means that it is stationary um and it you would have to spend an action like undeploying it to move it around but it would mean that if you want to have friendlies come in uh they can reassemble at your panther as well as you all so do you want to deploy it before you get out uh yeah i, I probably would say so. yeah. also um i'm going to ask i'm going to ask uh mdaw real quick can you Fill this box I have with your C4. That's like all my, all of it? Like, no, just like half of it. It'll be Look, really if, funny, I promise. Oh, yeah, yeah, chill, yeah, of course. I'll, if you but, need more C4, I can just shoot you in the head. See, that's um, true. You're that's so true. I like smart. that thinking. <laughs> put, that, put that on, that should go on the poster. If you need <laughs> more C4, I'll just shoot you in the head. It totally is, legit. It is true that if you use up your C4, you can uh, shoot each other in the head and reassemble. It is worth noting, mechanically, that C4 is a deployable. And in order to like maintain a constant supply of nanites, supply of nanites, and make sure that NC so- like uh, or sorry, uh, VA soldiers are not uh, overusing their supply, you can only ever have two at once. So even when you resupply, if you already had stuff out, sorry, soldier, it's gone. Oh. That's fine. So I'm making a gift box full of C4 that we've armed. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, two bricks of C4 or half your C4? Are you doing one or two? Half the C4. So one, yeah. One brick. Cool. Uh, Emdal, you, you might want to cloak and not let them see you when the rest of us go out there to get shot in the head so that at least Can one you, of us won't have to walk out the yeah, door. Just You have to donate for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the way you have to give orders to Emdal. <laughs> I mean, well, we're I'm the sorry. same rank, so I can't, I can't do it like on my own. It's the it's the fucking. I point to my like. God, I, I do my, my phone. I was like, is it is it a rose or a potato? Goddamn okay. thing. Okay, I I I yeah. I, I, I sent a subscription. Every rose hides its thorn. It was like a whole. The emojis bu- are key coded. <laughs> I buy a subscription to your stream and recommend that you maybe cloak while the rest of us walk out like dipshits. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I cloak, uncloak, and then recloak because somebody oh. else donated at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, so um, you walk out, and, and all are you coming out here just like cloaked? 
Yes. Cool. Um, we have not entered combat yet. This is the first time that people have done this. I'm very intrigued. I've, I've played this mission a few times. Um, and as you come out, you see um, a fire team approaching you. Um, they are a group of five people. Um, they are. They have like mismatched unit insignias. Um, they're all different symbols from different motivational posters. Like you see the hanging cat on one and you mm. see like a framed like, <laughs> picture of a boat on another um, at like on their armor, but they don't have the same unit insignias. And then there is one um, woman with a uh, cap that's like a um, officer's cap, like a pointed officer's cap, but it's way too mm-hmm. big for her and it keeps like falling over on the side and she keeps having- <laughs> Is she wearing M. Up. Bison's hat? Oh my um, God. Yes, except it's it's way too large. It is M Bison oh. size, and she is not. Um, so uh, she walks up to you, um, and she's like, um, "Lieutenant Prophet, I am. Uh, uh, well, I guess I said that you were lieutenant, but really, you should be higher rank to be brass, much higher rank. So I'm going to retcon Lieutenant Prophet, Super Lieutenant, um, Captain." <laughs> Super lieutenant is so good. I'm going to say that a super lieutenant is um, above a uh, commander, Obviously. but below yeah. a, a general. Um, so, um, super lieutenant prophet. Um, oh my god. Uh, super lieutenant prophet. I am brevet captain. Oh, give me a second. You're a brevet captain. <laughs> um, I was just going to go very simple here. Um, oh no, here we go. I'm brevet captain cash money. Um, <laughs> Uh, and she like puts out a hand to shake yours. Mm-hmm. I I I, I return it. Uh, yeah, I assume uh, that you're going to uh, want to see the um, homing rockets. Then the prototype. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. Remember, your attitude determines your direction. <laughs> Holy fucking Christ! <laughs> she is like so on board, like nodding her head. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. You are so right, sir. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All things and... are difficult before they're easy. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this. <laughs> okay. And if everyone's Strickle's just not doing along, well. <laughs> if yeah. everyone's just moving along, they will yeah, yeah. take you uh, up into the weapons lab. Great. Where would be the... Mo- so, okay, you said that this place has been captured and recaptured and captured and recaptured all the fucking time. So yeah. I assume that this place has to be... Like, the interior, to a certain degree, has to be public knowledge, right? Yeah. yeah. So, where is... Where is a very sensitive area? uh, Where's an... Where's an area that would contain sensitive individuals? Like, uh, uh, high-ranked individuals? So, your best bet is the command center, which is also the Hmm. surveillance center of the entire base. Okay. I'm gonna split off and go that way. I don't say anything to anybody. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hand. Oh, the gift and box. go ahead yeah. and make a. Um, to not be detected when you are moving, you need to make a precision roll with a plus three bonus, which yes. you also have a two. I literally think you can't fail. No, there's one. You could. No, no, you can't yeah. fail on two d six, but you could get a partial success. So plus no. five. Sick. So just a d six. Two d six. Two d six. Two d six plus five. Yeah. All right. I may be dumb. All right, yeah, no, I got a hey, four and a yeah, a five. Mistakes so. are proof you're trying. Oh. So, oh wait, four and a five plus five, so yes. so thirteen. Yes, no problem. They don't even like they have they have never heard a footstep less than they have heard yours. 
Um, and so you are able to move to the command center, but in the time it takes you to get there, that's the time it takes to get to the weapons lab. So we're going to resolve a bit of that scene before we resolve the command center. Um, so you all get walked into the weapons lab and, uh, inside you see a bunch of scientists just like working away at their computers who like are completely, oh, actually no. So, so they think you are in fact, super Lieutenant Prophet. So they like Mm -hmm. turn and they're like, um, Super Lieutenant, sir, uh, it's, a, it's an honor for you to stop by the lab. We, we have actually been talking about, like, we've had a lot of breakthroughs, and we were hoping that soon um, we might actually get some... Th- there's this concept, vacation. Uh, I, I read about it in a book recently. Do you think you might be able to authorize some for us? If, I mean, if you're happy with the rockets. Uh, yeah, do you have the form right now? I'll authorize all your vacations right now. Uh, oh, I'll, sign there, a, I'll sign everything right now. There, there aren't any f- forms for vacation sir uh go ahead and roll etiquette to save okay, face yeah. oh yeah they the the new committee doesn't recognize vacations at least uh i got an eight so got yeah. an eight partial success mm-hmm. um okay so um i'm gonna give you a choice of two things mm-hmm. either this person keys into the fact that you are not super lieutenant but they think that you're going to be able to grant them vacation anyway because you're willing to like lie and work with them so they will play along Mm -hmm. or so you've basically been found out but made a friend or um they um don't discover who you are but think they're making fun of you or you think they think you're making fun of them and suddenly the whole room hates you um oh i want to make a friend yeah obviously um, and they like look at you, scrutinizing you, and like no NC, no NC super lieutenant wouldn't know what forms do and don't exist. But no one else is really paying attention to this. Like this is this scientist's pet project to like establish vacation, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, the f- the form, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, you your have- only limit is your mind." That's so true, Super Lieutenant Prophet. Before you go, can you real quick um, send me a copy of that form uh, and and sign it before you leave? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, How are you going to get this form to super to to the scientist? Uh, are you going to lock one up in your head real quick? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How hard could it be? Uh, I will. You got a writer on staff. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, do you like send it? You remember, you've got a HUD. You can send text messages. Do you yeah, I, I, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, send Strickle will be like, uh, yeah, you're you're the writer, right? Okay. Um, also, please understand, I'm going to take every opportunity to make the writer do the things that everybody always wants <laughs> writers to do, which is not write what they want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because layout and graphic design is the exact same skill set as meter and rhyme. Just take one of our forms and change the names. How hard can it be? Uh, look, I... Mm, okay. <laughs> I will either say it's tactics or etiquette if you want. I want to do etiquette. etiquette because it's a minus one and that's funnier. Great. Um, <laughs> go ahead for the minus one form. Uh, this is the thing you have to fuck. do to keep yourself to your form. I rolled a nine. <laughs> Not hey. partial success. I will remind everyone: uh, your team has two war die, so that is 
uh, Ross and Bridget each have a war die. That can be used to add 1d6 to one of your own rolls or anyone else's roll if it ever feels important. But a nine is a partial success. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say you are able to make a workable form um, that um, you can send over. You and and this scientist know this mm. form is not going to pass muster. Like, any sort of intense scrutiny, like it is clearly a VA form copied over, but it is good enough that if it doesn't get scrutinized, he might get a few hours before they figure it out. And he hasn't gotten a few hours break in a very long time. Um, And so you have to not provoke any more suspicion or this will get more closely scrutinized and he'll lose that opportunity and you'll lose a friend. But Mm -hmm, as as, as long as no one has reason to question, he's still on your side. Um, And then at that point, the brevet, uh, the brevet captain um, says, okay, and I've finished entering the passcode. That's when you notice that you've been hearing beeping for the last, like, this entire conversation of her, like, typing on a keypad. Um, and uh, she finally, like, hits enter. Um, and a uh, sort of uh, chest opens up, and inside is the size of, like, a, a turret on the top of your vehicle. So that's going to be, like, a two-person carry. Um, you see this, like, uh, missile uh, array. This like missile rack. Um, these are the Talon homing rockets. They uh, and she stops, and your scientist friend takes over, noticing that she's not going to continue. Oh, <laughs> they have a special lock-on mechanism for targeting enemy armor and aircraft. It is truly unlike anything that this world has ever seen, except any other sort of homing technology. But the point is, we can put this on our vehicles. It will give us a huge leg up. But I'm sure we'll win the war. One small question. Yes. The payload of these rockets, is it volatile? Like if something were to disturb it while it's, say, in its case, would it it activate them? Oh, no. Missiles are nanosynthesized as they are needed. So they are completely shell stable. Okay. All right. That's unfortunate. Why, Why would that be unfortunate? I just, you know... I, I can't really feel like this project is worth investing in if it's if it doesn't explode until it synthesizes. Like, where's the danger? You know, no sense you of drama. Have to live on the edge of challenge mm-hmm. to the feel brevet- yourself move towards change. The brevet well, captain looks at you and starts to recognize you because you do have a reputation with the other factions, or thinks that she does. Now that you've given her reason to. And Here. we'll come back with an attempt. You can attempt to save face, maybe, after we resolve a little bit of what's happening at the command center during all this. Hmm. We'll see if you have any need whatsoever to save face. Um, so, Endal, um, you are at the command center. Um, and um, let's see. The command center is locked. Do you have a plan or a strategy for how to attempt to get inside? Uh, here, let's see what the donators say. C4. Oh! Oh! You have one brick of C4. You could, in (laughs) fact, lay that on the door. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to lay that brick of C4 on the door. Yeah. Do you, uh, back away and then blow it? Let's see what the donators say. (laughs) Yeah, what do they say? Yes, they say, step back and blow it. (laughs) You step back. (laughs) <laughs> um you blow that c4 um mm-hmm. so 
Let's see. I, this is such a fascinating use, so I'm going to have to look for a second at my own rules for C4. Yeah, sure. 1d6 plus 5, AP5. Um, give me a... Um, I don't even think this is a precision roll because, like, you do it. You do it to this door, and if there's someone inside, then there's someone inside. Uh, go ahead and roll damage for me. Okay. Is that, like, for C4 or... Yes, 1d6 plus 5. All right. Ten. Ten. That is yeah. the, just about the highest roll you can get, which means um, I am going to just give this to you. Um, you get blow the door off the command center, um, hitting um, this, uh, force rec- this force recon, who had been just hanging out invisible, because uh, that's what he does. Um, but the impact of the door slamming into him and the explosion of the C4 throws him against the far wall, killing him instantly. Um, uh, he... Let me just say fucking Pogs in the chat. <laughs> uh, I post Pogs in the chat. Uh, yeah, are you watching my chat? Do you see Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I subscribed earlier, I told you. That's how I paid you for, the, for turning invisible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you send this opposing force recon flying against the far wall. Um, and they die instantly, and, um, a data pad comes, like, flying off of their corpse, just, like, from the, the motion, um, and it is flashing bright with wireframes at, like, an erratic, quick patterns. You recognize this as the item glitching, which is a thing that happens on Sixora sometimes, which means that, um, it's lost its owner. All item, almost every item other than unlinked items are uh, linked to their owner's identity. They don't function for anyone else. When their owner derezzes, the item derezzes as well. But this one seems to have experienced a glitch that has disconnected it. The next person to touch this item becomes the owner. But Yoink. at any random time, it might um, glitch out and derez before you can do that and then appear back with its owner. So you've got to grab it before it derezzes, out of, like, fiction, every round it rolls, and depending on its glitch rating, it has a certain percentage chance to disappear. Um, So you can try to yoink that, but we have entered combat. You Mm -hmm. have just started combat. So um, just as that brevet captain starts to recognize you, C4. Um, (laughs) Huge explosion. Um thrown against the far wall, the um, like surveillance footage and everything immediately makes it clear because you decloak when you see four. Um, and um, immediately makes it clear that um, this is uh, Velian Ascendancy attacking the base. And everyone I, in that um, room looks at you. Can I start? Can I, can I do something excellent here in this room so, for scientists? <laughs> it is player or players choose the order to go during combat. Um, which means uh, Faye has taken the first turn by doing this, um, and now I'm double piece signs while I'm decloaking. Is that that's 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 just critical for me? Yes. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You should. Um, okay. But I, I also, before we get to meet into the combat, I'm crashing extremely hard. If totally. We could, all right, because Do I, we wanna... I feel like the combat is going to be a fucking blast, and I want to have like total energy for that. So if mm-hmm. we could. If we could, like, jump into that for the next session, that would be awesome. 
I would be totally fine to like. I I kind of love this as a cliffhanger. If that's mm-hmm. if you all extremely are dramatic cliffhanger. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> Stay tuned next time on Planet Fist. Find out if the Sweet Tooth Squad will survive <laughs> the, with their ingenious plan. Like I just see the scene in my head. Like you see the the other Force Recon get smashed by the door. It cuts back to our room, and everyone's just slowly turning their heads toward us. <laughs> yes, and like you see the brevet captain slowly reaching towards their weapon, and then you also see uh, a close up shot of the box with the C four in it. Yeah. And I think that's where it cuts. Well, nothing is true except out is through. I just oh, do that that, that office style look at the camera like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> your character essentially gives like the epigrams right like a little yeah. quote appears at the, the end of every credits um. KDR yeah. BTW um. oh yes um, so um, don't wait actually, for opportunity create it yeah <laughs> typically I've never split a session like a combat over multiple sessions yeah um It'd probably but be at why the end not of the allow mission? you all? Yeah, but why not allow you all to advance? I think that's fun. Um, Thick. Do you have it in you, um, Faye, to uh, handle checking if everyone has completed their roles and bonds and if they advance, and then um, handle the yes. rest of it next time? Yes, yes, we can do that, and then we can close out. Cool. Okay. Um, so on that cliffhanger. This was an entire session, if not an entire mission, which which is this is the first time that has happened. I think it's more fun to let you all advance um, if you met your requirements. So we will start with our squad leader, Captain Brom Helsing, call sign Boppet. Uh, let's go down to your role. Advance that. if you follow the letter of the law while violating the spirit of it. Do you think I- you did that at any point? I feel like the fact that we're we're infiltrating and I had to call in like a favor from command to get information I'm not supposed to have uh to instead of just like they they the they wanted us to just assault the position uh, position not sneak in like a social engineer our way in. They did I feel like tell you break, like go capture this base and right now you have just yeah. snuck in and yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's tough. Because I'm interested in you advancing, I will let you. I will let you have that one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> a long-term campaign, maybe not. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then, if you meet either of your bonds, you also get to advance a second time. Did either of you issue a dare and the other follow it through? You and Thaddeus. No, yeah. didn't have time for that. Yeah. And did either? And that is the thing about us, like doing a cliffhanger here and not completing mm-hmm. this. Is we've had less story time, but we'll see if any mm. of this happened. Um, advance. If uh, you and um, Lamentation, Second Lieutenant Lamentation's wet work, uh, got closer to your secret feelings coming out, do you feel that happened? I feel like whatever move Bridget was going is going to pull off is definitely going to advance that, but not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bridget. This is a little yeah. tough for you because yours is advance if you taunted at least one enemy soldier in every combat, and you. I'm just that. about to do this. <laughs> Give me. Give me the closing stinger. I will give you the opportunity. I shouldn't do that. I will give you the opportunity after the poem. The brevet captain is beginning to raise a gun at you. Give me the stinger. I will award it if you have a stinger for me. The thing I'm going to do is holding the C4. I'm going to gently embrace the brevet captain and say, this is a first time for me. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah. Okay. Check the box. 
You did not hit the slow burn, but you did get your advancement. Did you and, uh, you and Emdahl, uh, did either of you reassure the other in a moment of failure? I don't think we, we failed fail? yet. I think we did everything yeah. awesome. Yeah, we've done pretty good so far. Again, there's only been a few rolls. So we will move on to, uh, Emdahl. You'll get one advancement, not two. Um, Emdahl, track your kills and dereses. You did yep. get more. <laughs> yeah, You advance. <laughs> Um, and then, um, for your, uh, bonds, you did not get confidant. Um, did you try to be, or did, uh, Thaddeus try to be just like you? Or is that, no, I'm sorry. No, it was Thaddeus. Other way. Did you try and be just like, um, uh, Private Van Cleef? Not yet. Not yet. I don't think. That can happen next time. Finally, um, Thaddeus, Private Van Cleef, um, Mm -hmm. did you... (laughs) Quote from your favorite poetry, fictional or real, during or immediately following combat. Yes, I know for a fact you did that. Aha! Um, idolization, no. Daredevil, no. So, in the end, everyone managed to advance exactly one time. Um, which means, coming into next time, we will select an advancement, which is fun, because it means I get to show that mechanic. Um, advancements are side grades. They let you swap out a class weapon or class equipment for a different Ooh, one. You won't click. have them in the life that you are currently in, but if you reassemble or you go visit your son and resupply, <laughs> you can uh, switch out one of your things based on whatever you unlock. Uh, and we'll take a look at that next time. Press Hell the yeah. high caliber respawn button and uh, get new toys. <laughs> high caliber, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, just like, hey, be right back. Uh, I can, we can have combat in one second. I promise. I just, I left something at I, home. I left up. something in the Panther. Um, the authorization cuss came through. I know you know how it is. Yeah, it would take um, too long to walk. High caliber rifle. Oh, to be clear, you can emergency de-res. That is a thing. You can voluntarily at any point activate an emergency de-res, and in 10 seconds or at the end of the round, you fall apart into nanites. That is. Yeah, but what if instead I put my fist against my head and extended claws? That's also an option. That is absolutely a box full of respawns right here. Box full of respawns. That's a really good description. Um, So this was absolutely delightful, y'all. This was so much fun to do. You have taken what an ingenuity to this particular mission. Um, Best weapons a lie. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, I was really good and did not press the air horn or pipe drop sound effects at any time. (laughs) (laughs) I really... I really appreciate the idea that uh, our, us as players can subscribe to Emdahl's chat and start trying to control them. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you make me obey orders. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not perfect, but it's the best system we've got. Uh, <laughs> that's what the fucking secret augmentation that they've got going in me is. Oh I can't not obey the orders. Yeah, oh I don't God. know what the letters stand for, but the acronym is SIMP. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Amazing. Uh, wait, wait. Social integral mission prerogative. There we go. I was going to oh, say my. simultaneous input of of multiple uh, prerogatives. Okay. Oh, no, I like that better. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Nice, nice. All right. Um, do you want to say anything before we go, Jess? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said at the top, um, this is uh, Planet Fist, and it is submitted for the Fist Ultra Jam, uh, which is mm-hmm. it is a hack 
of a system by Claymore. Fist is a fantastic system. If you haven't listened mm-hmm. to our PPRs episode of it, you should uh, and pick up the game. Um, but by the time you're hearing this, uh, you will also be able to buy Planet Fist, the expanded post-jam edition. It'll have even more content than what we have got going on in this game. Uh, you can also pick up my other games, like uh, I Have the High Ground, which is a two-player dueling game of banter, posturing, and capes. Um, it is Real a- fun. Yes. Uh, Bridget and Faye did an incredible um, I Have the High Ground episode elsewhere, where they were um, like two... Uh, fighting gamers who like got in a fist fight, by, who are also like ex girlfriends who got in a fist fight behind a Denny's. Um, mm. Super trans, super messy trans girl Evo breakup. Oh no! You it had me at Waffle House. Seattle yeah, will never be the same. <laughs> so that is the type of thing you can do with I Have the High Ground, or like duels between like knights or whatever. But like really any sort of duel, it's the bantering, the posturing, the the appearance oh, of it. I need to talk to you about this later, Ross, because I think Russian slap fighting would be a great uh, uh, way of playing. Oh, God. I I would love to give you, I have the high ground to do that with it for our PPR. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, very intense. (laughs) But yeah, you can uh, get that on my itch, which is jeffsfromonline.itch.io. You can also get it on Indie Press Revolution if you want to get a physical copy. There's like bag sets and a physical zine with some great art. Um, you can also get Going Rogue 2E, which is uh, uh, recently the Crit Awards Best GMless Game of 2023. It is a game of uh, war, rebellion, and making the ultimate sacrifice. It is uh, inspired by Star Wars Rogue One, um, and it is a GMless storytelling game and the belonging outside belonging system. And uh, expands on Riley Rethel's Galactic, which is a Star Wars system. Uh, and you can check that out if you want to. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess from Online or co-host on at, as at Jess from Online and also on my website, uh, JessFrom.online. You can find all of this and more. Oh, and I do want to credit some of the fantastic people who helped me make this game, uh, namely Seda, uh, who has their own game, uh, Hook, Line, and Cyber. You can find that on uh, Seda.itch.io. Uh, they consulted on the design and they also edited the like incredibly long book. Um, so uh, really, really fantastic work that helped make this game what it is. And then Victor, uh, Victor Sitch, uh, is the one who drew the map of Positronics Weapons Lab. Very uh, cool been map. Operating on. Yeah, right. Isn't it awesome? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is included with the book, buy the book, get the map, use it, do your own uh, game. So that's, yeah. yeah, I think everything. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. And stay tuned for part two of Planet Fist. Uh, yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye everybody.